This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the show where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. And this week, we actually got a special, special story for you. It's a story about perseverance and switching things up when you need to. And uh, I got a hold of this story and I was like, oh man, more I'm hearing about it. I'm like, oh, a podcast. This is a podcast episode. <laughs> it says someone in safety is just yeah, getting a, a, a good earful for me and questions and all right, podcast, that's what came into my mind. So uh, if you're ever thinking about giving up and you can't do this and uh, I've come from this and I've had this happen and uh, how can I go ahead and, and be an authority figure and I've come from here, uh, forget all that. You got this. You could do it. So if this guy could do it, anybody can. So truly, and I don't say that in any disrespect in any all in any way, but uh, if this this person could do it, anyone can. And you, you're just gonna love the story. So what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna go ahead and listen to a quick word from our sponsor, and then after that, we are going to come back and we are going to well. I'm just going to tell you a story. That's all it boils down to. All right. So have a wonderful break as I get the word of the sponsor in. Enjoy it. <laughs> and we'll listen to the story when I get back. All right. Have you heard of Safety Consultant TV? Well, I'm going to tell you about it. The Safety Consultant TV is a subscription-based video on demand service that will help you learn the business of being a safety consultant at the convenience of your own home. This is where you have video lessons in playlist format, and you will also be able to download material that is going to help you with your safety consulting business today. You could sign up for it at safetyconsultant.tv and watch it on your iPhone, your iPad, Apple TV, Android, Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. So go right now to safetyconsultant.tv and sign up today. All right. Well, welcome back to the episode. So this episode I got for you, it's a story I heard. So I'm just going to uh, get right in it because truly as I let it up is, or led up to the story is if you feel like you have issues that it's precluding you from getting into safety and health and uh, being your own boss and doing what you want to do as the uh authority figure as it is as a safety consultant. Uh, so this is the story of a young man that I got a hold of uh, from, I mean, humble beginnings, like like truly, truly humble beginnings. So this, uh, I'm just going to no, not go into, you know, the family life and everything else at first, but uh, left college, or I should say after high school, did not go to college. Uh, he, he was getting right into the workforce, living at home with his parents. But it was pretty much bagging, uh, like literally grocery store bagging. So that's what the young man was doing at this time, just working at Publix and bagging groceries, 
but had a kind of entrepreneur burn or just a restlessness, maybe not even entrepreneur yet, but at the time it was just restless. So I decided to go off to Bible school. So not even college. He went to Bible school and uh, started going to Bible school thinking that the path that he was going down would actually be the path of being a minister, like actually going overseas and uh, doing mission trips and everything and being a, a missionary was uh, was the, the term that was stated. So I was like, hmm, how's this getting around to safety? <laughs> but uh, it was still not, not feeling like this is what to do. So went back and he's from the Florida area. So he came back to the Florida area and decided that he was just going to go ahead and pick up odd-end jobs here and there. Uh, ended up getting married, and uh, that wasn't everything. <laughs> it was a very short two-year marriage, but during that time period, uh, still was restless, wanted to do the right thing by his wife at the time, no children in the first marriage. So got a job, started working for a city, and the job was truly working on a garbage truck, like hopping on, hopping off of the garbage truck in the back. Uh, so, you know, young legs, young back, that's what you do, right? <laughs> you got to keep on working. So uh, from there, so recycling and said, all right, well, let's go from garbage to recycling. And it was a temporary worker, I believe, was a, a temporary worker for this state or city entity. And uh, as a temporary worker, wasn't working full time, but every day that there was an assignment or a job, showed up, was there trying to find a full time position with this city. So that was uh, pretty dedicated there, you know, even if you're not a full time worker, to just showing up every day and hoping and keeping your eyes and ears open that there would be a full time position. So that in itself shows some initiative. So eventually there was a position open and the position was in the wastewater field. So the wastewater field is something I know. So it perked right up. So the wastewater field is truly dirty water in, clean water out. Well, like, all right, wastewater. Now we're talking. So I got into the wastewater field and just started doing some, some, volunteer work like right off the bat volunteering for for whatever they had volunteering to be on the safety committee volunteering to help when he got trained to train others and uh, got quickly promoted throughout the organization so went from uh, there's licenses in operations and wastewater operators start with a c license but they need a year experience after three years' experience, then they could apply for a B license. Of course, there's schooling and some testing. And then after that, uh, you get an A license. So while he was getting his wastewater license, decided to go back to college working nights. Uh, marriage didn't work after that, it looks like. So uh, he was a single uh, guy in, in the workforce and decided that he was just going to focus in on work and got promoted and promoted and promoted. I'm like, goodness, <laughs> it's like all kinds of promotion. So what I'm hearing on the back end is drive. I'm hearing hustle. I'm hearing never give up. Uh, no matter what was uh, your education at the time, which was high school, uh, he decided that he's going to just go ahead and, and get into the workforce and get something solid, which was usually, you know, you 
get a city or a county job or anything that's in the government, it's a solid gig. So, you know, commend them. Not bad. Uh, but then the story goes on, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> The divorce, <laughs> once there's a divorce, usually there's, you know, turmoil and, you know, stuff that happens. But uh, the divorce actually was was freeing the young man up to find his true love. So then you got to see the twinkle in his eyes as he's saying, you know, his true love. Uh, oh, it sounds like a Princess Bride to me. <laughs> I was thinking Wesley, as you wish. Uh that's an old. Go out and look up Princess Bride if you hadn't seen that one before. Then, then that joke's going to be funnier than you thought. But uh, truly, when that happens, finds his wife, gets two kids, and uh, while the kids were young, he was on the night shift, like like midnight shift, working, going in at eleven at night until seven in the morning. Uh, the the wife was a teacher. And uh, she was working during the day, so the kids being young, there was like an overlap, I think, where the, the, the grandparents or someone took care of the kids on the overlap, and then truly, uh, they would, he would, after he would sleep a little, maybe like a couple hours, grab the kids, take care of the kids. When the wife came home, uh, they would have like dinner together, and then he'd go back to sleep. And then uh, go get ready for work after he woke up from that nap. So it wasn't even a full block of sleep. It was, you know, little mini nap, take care of kids, uh, be with the wife a little, then go to sleep, <laughs> another mini nap, and then wake up to go to work at 11, or 11 p.m., work until 7 a.m. So doing that and doing that and getting promoted and getting everything. But uh, here's where he's the drive started to kick in more than just wanting to do the right thing for his family. He started to think, well, I'm going to go back to school and get a degree. So not only can I prove to my kids when they get older and they were truly like you know, diaper age and, and toddler age. So he was thinking ahead of, you know, if I start now, uh, then I should have a good job by time that they're getting ready to get into uh, high school and junior high and elementary. So, uh, I'll be able to prepare for uh, for that time in my life and be able to feed my family. So that's another part of perseverance. I was thinking, but but I was like, "Where's that time?" Because in my mind, I'm thinking, "All right, you just just told me that you're working midnight shift, you're sleeping uh, just in two little cat naps, basically, and now you're saying you're going to go back and try to get a bachelor's degree." But uh, but he decided to do it. So the evening was pretty much the flexible time. The flexible time was evening shift, or excuse me, evening uh, was where the the schooling was. So evening was the schooling. So doing the school in the evening, which was uh, a physical location. Uh, so that was one of those things that uh, he had to physically go into class. And I believe he said something like online came a little later, but I bet by then, oh goodness, must have been like maybe one of the first online classes if that was happening. Um, University of Phoenix. So, yeah, they had both uh, online and physical classes by then. So, but truly, I'm just thinking in my mind, that dedication has got to pay off some, somewhere, right? 
So generally, usually it does, and it did. That's why I got the story, and I'm hooked up in it so much so that I'm going to put it on a podcast. Uh, so not only did he end up getting his bachelor's, uh, but got promoted all the way to uh, what was it, plant uh, shift lead or something. Shift lead, I believe, first. So that gave like a rotating shift. So it wasn't just midnights. It was, I think, three months of midnights, two months of evenings, two months of days, or excuse me, three, three, and three, I believe. So it was three months of midnights going into three months of evenings and then three months of day shift. And then one got whole full shift, which uh, I, I didn't understand much, but I think it was two midnights, and then when he got off the midnights, he would go and stay midnights to day shift and then have uh, two day shifts, then got off the day shift and worked one evening, I believe, and then after the evening had everything off until the midnight again. So basically it was like two midnights, one evening, and no, two midnights, two evenings, and one day shift all in a week. <laughs> So this is one person doing all that while going to school. And I'm just thinking, you know, never give up perseverance. You got to stay at this thing and uh, new wife, young kids and doing all that. So all this juggling, still getting promoted and then decided to move. So apparently he moved to a, to a, another part of Florida and there was able to get a position that made him the head of a plant, uh, which in, in wastewater terms is chief operator. Uh, so actually, that's not the chief. The chief operator is like second in charge of the plant, and then you have the plant manager who is the one above them. So he got in as a chief operator, uh, started a master's program. So not only did he move, kids were probably, what, middle school by then, I would imagine, maybe elementary school, uh, maybe one of each, I would imagine, so middle school, elementary school, somewhere around there, and then uh, taking a master's course, uh, learning a new job, getting a new position, uh, then in a year, going from the, the second in charge to the top in charge, uh, he wasn't in safety back then, though, uh, until a little bit later. He seems like a, like they started throwing on some hats on him after they saw that they could rely on this dude. So started relying on him, throwing more hats on him. Hat after hat after hat, and still juggling, still going to school, still taking care of kids. Started coaching for his kids' basketball, and I was like, hey, I used to coach. Uh, that's my thing, man, basketball coaching. I used to coach for for uh, the YMCA, and I coached also for a, a county league, too. So that's maybe a little-known fact. I was a coach. <laughs> I love coaching. I'm from Queens, New York, so when I um, when I used to coach, there was this one little girl, Katie, uh, she would always make just make fun of me because of my the way I say water. You guys would never tell that I'm from Queens, New York, but it comes out when I say quarter and when I say water. <laughs> I say it now with some pronunciation, but usually it comes out quarter and water. <laughs> so she was always say when I tell the kids to go have a water break, she's like, say water, coach, say water. And so anyway. So we bonded over basketball and coaching and plays and all that stuff. Uh, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, when did he rest? <laughs> when was there time to rest? So after that, the safety came on. Uh, so it turned out that he did so well. They, they gave him safety and health 
and a manager. So some of you that are listening here, you're probably thinking the same thing I am. Operations manager that is in charge of safety and health, those two shall never meet. (laughs) Those are the two things that you're saying. Operations and production usually trump safety. And therefore, safety is probably going to go by the wayside. But turned out that uh, that he got his plant three safety awards uh, that were state recognized, and then the plant itself for operations got a national award. So the plant got a national award and a state award for operations during the same time that the safety uh, activity of the organization got three awards. So that blew my mind. I'm thinking, hold on. It can happen where operations and safety can coexist. It's like the Crips in the blood, man. It's like everyone in the Kumbaya moment. Uh, Sidebar. Netflix has a show by a rapper called Killer Mike. And uh, I can't remember what it is, uh, the name of it. But if you were to just type in Killer Mike in in Netflix and uh, in his show, he actually had something about working to see if he could be a peacemaker against the gangs. And he had the Crips and the Bloods together, and they created a Crip and a Blood cola. And they truly started thinking of how to market this thing and how to sell it and how to go out there and make some money off of this. So he literally got to what we all see as rival gangs, but I think they have more complex of a relationship than that. Uh, but uh, the the show, I wish I remember what it was, but just look up Killer Mike Netflix show, and uh, and that episode was was pretty cool. So that's my sidebar from saying operations and maintenance, excuse me, operations and safety can't coexist. It's like uh, if it's possible with the Crips and the Blood, then operations and safety should do it. So that that was good. So eventually. Uh, this guy left where he was working and decided to go full-time into safety and health. And with full-time into safety and health, like literally cashed out of his retirement fund. So, yeah, I mean, like, like the thing you should have to bank on if everything goes bad, uh, he banked on himself, like cashed out his retirement fund to say, I believe in me. And therefore, I am going to use this money that should be my future into me, and I will make it my future. (laughs) So I'm like, wow. So backing up in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so high school uh, graduate, but after that, started working odd jobs, and then after that, got married Got divorced like within two years, no kids, and but still, a marriage and a divorce will take its toll on anybody. Then uh, went back and started uh, started working for an organization, a, a county or a city organization. Worked his way up into that position while working midnight shifts with a baby and two babies that he was taking care of during the day, switching out with his wife uh, when she had to take care of the, the children while he was at work over midnight. So imagine that family dynamic, you know, two ships passing in the wind, where, uh, passing at sea where they don't really get to see each other, but maybe uh, I would imagine days off or something. And then moving uh, getting a new position, a higher position, working day shifts, which was a, uh, 
chief operators and plant managers. If you guys don't know, that's a management position that I mentioned earlier in waste order. They're day shift people. So finally, when he was off at midnights, I was like, oh, cool. You're on day shifts after eight years of working midnight shift. I could do some numbers on the body, right? And we're seeing data now that tells you that you, you know, your, your midnight shifts really need to, to have some love because of that, uh, that phenomenon that you were supposed to be sleeping at midnight <laughs> until 7 a.m., but we're not, and we're forcing the body into circadian rhythms and all that. There's truly like some serious data related to this. So all of that, sticking it out, getting a master's degree, starting safety and health, cashing out his retirement money to take a chance on himself, and then becoming a safety consultant. You guys think you know where this one's going? Well, you're right. Young man's me. That's my story. And not only did I do that, had a lot of things happening in my career on and off, and truly, this has been quite a journey I left that position in 2012. I started the business in 2008, kind of tested the waters a little. 2012 went full time. It's now 2021 and 2022. I would have the full time as in 10 years next year. So right now it's nine years. Now I'm a consultant to the consultants. I consult people and uh, want to be safety consultants. And it turns out that uh, the same principles behind running a safety consulting business is the same principles behind running a consulting firm or your consulting business. So from there, that is perseverance, pivoting, changing things, being there present in the moment, looking for opportunities, not being content where you are and seeking to be different, taking a chance on yourself. And I took that chance on myself, and literally now I am booked for all of 2021 with exceptions of a few different weeks throughout the year, and some of that's my own planning, so I can be able to to plan things for my wife and I. Uh, my kids are all grown, 23, 21, son and daughter are just wonderful beings. The love of my life is still there, been married now. 23 years going on 24 uh it has been hold on is it 24 i think it is okay let's say 24 it is 24 Shh, don't tell my wife <laughs> 24 years yeah, and we've just it's still the love of my life so our next plan is we're going to travel internationally uh I didn't go through the part of the story where we sold our house and started traveling domestically in an RV because I knew that would have given it away earlier. But that's my story. The way I delivered this was thanks to Jay Allen. Uh, Jay's become a good friend of mine, got me on the Safety FM podcast network, but he's just been a bud. And uh, he 
was thinking of my story and maybe summertime or something like that. He said, you know what you should do? You should tell your story without giving away until the very last minute. And I, I, you know, I listen to that stuff. I don't always uh, implement things that he mentions right away because of my, my schedule and everything, but it sticks in my brain. And I listen to that man. Uh, so listen to his shows, the Jay Allen show, which is on safety FM. Uh, the Rated R Safety Show, which is coming up to his 300th episode. So by the time you're listening listening to this, if you listen to it the day it's released on Monday, and I can't even remember the, the date, so it's Monday in February. I'm going to kind of look it up real quick. Uh, but the day you're, rele- you're hearing this show being released, uh, which would be uh, February 22nd, is uh, where this uh, show is set to be released in 2021. Got to give the year since this podcast it is there forever, right? Someone in 2021 is uh, is listening to it new, but someone in 2022 will be listening to it in a year later and thinking, oh man, February 22nd. <laughs> no, uh, but if you didn't get a chance to listen to the Rated R Safety Show, which comes on every morning, uh, it does come on at 7 to 8 a.m., I actually was on this morning, <laughs> so I was there celebrating its 300th episode, and if you guys didn't know, I love that show, it's my guilty habit, I, I like listening to it whenever I get the opportunity, and I hosted it several occasions um, when we first got started, well not we, Jay, this is a Jay thing, but uh, when he first got started, I was able to do, I think, six or seven episodes of uh, I don't know, somewhere around there. You have to look up the archives for that one. But truly, I'm saying all this just to say, don't give up. You guys could do this. Wherever you are now, wherever you're, you're, you you want to be in the future, plan it out. Take a chance on yourself. You could do this thing. It's, it's honestly worth it to, to try. I would try. You have nothing to lose. You really do. You have nothing to lose. You just have everything to gain. There's going to be parts where you're going to want to quit don't you may be right now wanting to quit don't find a different way to to make things work instead of asking yourself you know uh, or at least saying i can't do this find a way to ask yourself how can i do this so anytime you say or you your kids your spouse anyone around you if they ever say i can't do this stop them saying not on my watch we're not saying i can't We're saying, how can I do this? How can I uh, make this effect? How can I get to this level? And that's the key. So don't say you can't. Just say, how can I? So hopefully this story has encouraged you. If you want to comment, you can catch me on LinkedIn. uh, LinkedIn LinkedIn.com backslash in backslash Sheldon Primus. You can always reach me at Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com. Or... Uh, any of the Facebook. I got so much Facebook things that I it's so hard to say. So just look up Safety Consultant US or Safety Consultant. Chances are it's a Facebook that I manage. So that is it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to my story, even though you didn't know it at first. Gotcha. <laughs> so you guys got this. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.